amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I've got a drag race that's not RuPaul's. And I've got the cow that jumped over Missouri. Hello there, welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we take great moments that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. Yes, and yes, together yes, we are yes, sitting on yes, the porch yes, of history yes, yes, playing our banjos our of ba- entertainment. There we go. That's fine. Drumming. No, 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 no. Round one. I'm going to take you to the 18th of February, 1930. Hmm. We're on... The 18th of February, a crowd gathered in St. Louis, Missouri, to see an aeronautical first at the International Air Exposition, Elm Farm Ollie, (laughs) also known as Nellie J, and later the Sky Queen, became the first cow to fly in an aircraft. And this you, and you, you feel it's going to win, do you? Because literally anything I could choose today. A flying cow? You reckon it was something better than a flying cow? That's yeah. up to the good people of Great Britain to decide. It's fine, I want Not to only I'm happy to do so. was Elm Farm Ollie the first cow ever to fly. Yeah. She was the first cow ever to be milked during flight. Oh, stop it. <laughs> The milk was then pumped into paper cartons and parachuted down to the waiting crowds below who lined the route. Listen, suddenly Amazon drones don't sound so mental. They don't. A cow flying over you dropping milk on your head is far more (laughs) upsetting. Um, It was ostensibly to observe the effects of being airborne on livestock, but it was mainly for publicity. Um, She gave 24 quarts of milk... I say gay. I mean, had it taken from her, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) During the flight? Yeah. Charles Lindbergh managed to get his hands on some of it. Yeah. I mean, I suspect she gave 24 quarts of milk and... Out of fit. What else? (laughs) I I mean, I would imagine that aeronautics being what it was at that stage, as having your payload get lighter as you went along Mm. by the at least 24 quarts, can't have been that useful for the pilot. I don't know. Anyway, she was milked by Ellsworth W. Bunce. He became the first man to milk a cow in mid-air. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. 18th of February, 1930. The most important thing ever to have happened on the 18th of February. Elm Farm Ollie becomes the first cow to fly. Nat's lost it. Right. <laughs> It's late. Well, I've got a, a heartwarming animal story for you, too. I'm oh, going to yeah, take you to the 18th of February, 2005. <laughs> oh, dear. And the ban on hunting comes into force oh. in England and Wales. That worked, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No it was really, 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 really... You can tell by the way on Boxing Day, it's very silent. Yeah, it was yeah. really, really great. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the chief uh, police officer's spokesman, Nigel Yeo, said, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I expect most people will obey the law. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Obey the law. I have obeyed that 
law ever since it came in and everyone I know has obeyed it. Yes. However, he said police mm. would challenge the one or two isolated hunts, <laughs> uh, threatening to break the law. However, in November of last year, 2019, yep. anti-hunting campaigners collected 126 witness reports of fox hunting with hounds, what? including six confirmed and two suspected killings of foxes. But how can this be? And Martin Sims, uh, now Director of Investigations at the League Against Cruel Sports, said that's just the tip of the iceberg. Mm, uh, during the recent iceberg. election campaign, the Conservatives did not indicate any intention to reverse the Hunting Act. However, unlike Labour, they didn't make any proposals to strengthen the ban. As it stands, no offence under the ban carries a custodial sentence. Mm. You can't go to prison for hunting an animal to death. And there are a number of exemptions. Does that include the greatest game of all? Man... That's what we should I don't know, man. We, we should, dress up, we should <laughs> dress up as a hunt and chase Humans. Boris Johnson round and see if they do anything about it. Why don't we hunt the hunters? We're just... It's just a traditional sport. How? Wait, what is going to happen what, 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 to these hounds? Explain to me what you're going to do with these hounds if they're not allowed to run round tearing politicians limb from limb once a year. <laughs> that's what they've been bred for. That's what they're trained for. What, what, what we are doing is, is controlling yes, the population the of vermin. Let's not forget... Infesting Westminster. How many chickens has Boris Johnson killed? In many cases where foxes have been killed, hunts say, I, I, I was following a scent trail laid beforehand and then the fox happened to run into the path of the Stupid house. fox. <laughs> well, that's, oh that's Darwin for you. It's quite the coincidence, because actually this happens every time. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we happen to drag the scent thing all the way around yeah. where we know the foxes are. Oh, dear. It's very unfortunate. It's rather depressing. Uh, and I, I, I think it's getting worse. Is that possible? Hunting. I feel like it's, being, it's becoming foxes. more flagrant. Right. I've seen more hunting activity in the last two, two years, I would say, than I've seen out out and abide. In and around your house? Yes. Mm. Yes. That's... Yeah, they, they do quite a lot of hunting <laughs> in here, which in is... your upstairs. Yeah, like 40 hounds <laughs> all over <laughs> the muddy... Oh, it's horrendous. Sorry, coming through! <laughs> <laughs> OK, fair enough. It's tradition, isn't it? I can't do it. It's not what are you going to do? Two heartwarming stories for you. There Let's you do some birthdays. Birthday to Molly Ringwald. Despite her name, Ringwald is not a wald. It's a fungal infection that causes a ring. Oh, no, that's wrong. Spring worm. <laughs> Happy birthday to John Travolta, a man who always looks like he wishes he hadn't told the Scientologists quite as much as he did in the late 1970s. Edit. <laughs> Happy birthday to Tony Morrison, who wrote Jazz, Beloved, and I Hear the Cage Birds Sing. Uh, Tony Morrison also is the only name shared by a Pulitzer Prize winning author and a manager at Rumbelows in Crawley in 1983. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> I believe anything you tell me in this podcast. You cannot betray my trust as a listener to this podcast. Okay. Never mind, contributor. death day to Mildred Burke who was a famous wrestler she held the NWA World Women's Wrestling Championship for 20 years uh, she's an icon to women's wrestling um, and she is dead happy <laughs> <laughs> death day to Kubla Khan who ruled the Mongol Empire but became grossly overweight, depressed and full of diabetes when his wife died and is dead too that's why it's his death day <laughs> the death days really are <laughs> mm. 
Happy death day to Norman McCorvey, who was the Jane Roe in Roe versus Wade, which made sure, which said that state laws against abortion were unconstitutional. She later became a Roman Catholic and staunchly anti-abortion herself. That's the death days. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I'm going to take you to the 18th of February, mm-hmm. 1478. Oh, my favourite. I want to talk to you about George, Duke of Clarence, Ooh. and how very poor he was at backing a winner. <laughs> <laughs> you should not take horse-raising tips from him. So, in 1461, his elder brother Edward became King yes. of England as Edward IV, mm-hmm. which was the worst of the Superman films. Yeah. And in that year, this guy, George, was made Duke of Clarence. Yeah. And so he was like, yeah, my big brother, all the way. He's the best. And then he thought, actually, no, wait a minute, my father-in-law, he's great. And I'm going to go to France with him and it's going to be really cool. And my father-in-law, he should be successor to the throne. And he just made a right old hash of his whole life. Uh, His father-in-law, who he was now backing, Mm. just didn't like him. (laughs) So just cut him out of everything. So like if estates were being... Was it like at Christmas when he sort of made cutting comments about, what have you done this year, George Duke of Clarence? Yeah, it was like constantly You're still doing that podcast? Yeah, it's basically (laughs) what happens when you and I have to tell our in-laws what we're getting up to these days. What are you getting up to? <laughs> so bad was it that he ended up being put on trial for treason against his brother yeah. and edward himself prosecuted his brother mm. poor, clarence, mm. poor clarence and said right he's guilty of unnatural loathly treasons mm. and he was convicted and then privately executed Mm. Well, we were going to do it on the NHS, but we thought, no, actually, <laughs> spend the money. No, yeah, spend yeah. the money if you're going to get executed uh, at the Tower of London. Uh, these done at the same time. <laughs> on the 18th of February, 1478, by tradition, in the Bowyer Tower. And uh, then a rumour started going Another around. Another tradition. Which is... The hounds. <laughs> Sorry, just doing a tradition over here. <laughs> Uh, a rumour went round that had absolutely no veracity at all that he'd been drowned in a butt, butt of Malmsey wine. You knew this. Yes, I did. You knew all of that, didn't you? Yeah. I didn't tell it very well, did I? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a tenth of a second pause. There's a little tell. I want to play poker with you instead. OK, I'm going to take you to the 18th. Were there any salient points I omitted? The name of the father-in-law. Which is... <laughs> Warwick. It was Warwick the Kingmaker then. Warwick yeah. the Kingmaker was his father in law. Any fool knows that and that. Yes, of course they do. It's not like we just had to edit out a minute and a half of me going, Oh, where is it? I can't find it. Oh, no, this is too hard. I think I'll just is do joke ones. No. I feel too self conscious because you're too brilliant. No. It's so annoying. That didn't happen. <laughs> I'm going to take you to Sad Face, the 18th of February, 1943, when the White Rose Group were arrested by the Gestapo. That's Sophie Scholl, her hus- not husband, her brother Hans, and Christoph Probst, as well as other 
Uh, students at Munich University have been publishing anti-Nazi leaflets, and they've distributed 50,000 of them. Um, they That's brought in... no mean feat. It's not bad, is it? Um, across, they got across, all the way across southern Germany, and they brought in copies of their latest leaflet, the sixth, put them in a suitcase in a hall at Munich University, and just left them for the day. Sounds so like Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was, this is going to get even more Edinburgh. At the end of the day, Sophie came back, saw that they weren't all gone, and so started throwing them down into the atrium. She was seen by the maintenance man, and the Gestapo picked them up the next day. Oh dear. They were put to death on the 22nd of February. <sighs> yeah, that's should have put that at the top. That's... Probably should have ended on the cow, mate. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> okay. That's very much it for today. Yeah. Um, normally at this time we'd start trying to promote Patreon, but I don't know that today's no, the, day it's not the day for it. Just... Why don't you vote yeah. if you can fight the stupefying apathy that must have crept over you in the last few minutes? Uh, you can go to Twitter. It's at date underscore fight, or to Facebook at facebook.com forward slash date fight. Thank you very much indeed for your company today. Thank you. We will be back with another date fight. And do you know what? We're going to be fresh as daisies. Yes. Uh, tomorrow. Sparkly. Why don't you join us then? Yes. Bye. Bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.